0: And welcome back to another episode of Acting with Asha. I decided to go up in inflection today and make things a bit more interesting because I feel like, you know, I've been doing it a while now and everything's getting a bit flat. So we're lighting it up today, especially because we are going to be talking about accents. So after a recent Acting with Asha poll on Instagram, um, and I also did a poll on Actpreneur Book, I asked all my followers, you know, what do you want to hear? And something that popped up a lot was accents. And being half- my Mauritian, I have this kind of exotic look which means that I could be placed in a lot of different places so accents for me has always been important even when I started years and years ago you know people were like you need to learn all these different accents because you could play Arabic Indian Spanish you know it, I've been quite lucky in that respect but also unlucky because doing accents is isn't one of these things that comes naturally to me I'm always so envious you know you get those people and they can just imitate accents and they're not even actors and they're just amazing at it it is an amazing skill but completely learnable if you aren't particularly talented in that area it's definitely something you can learn with a lot of hard work so I want to start off by talking about why accents why can't I just use my own accent well you can actually and becoming comfortable in your own accent is you know really good as an actor make sure you're not trying to change the way you talk because so often I know a lot I know a few people that have been to drama school and they're taught to talk like this and it's all very uncomfortable but actually you know that's great if you want to do Shakespeare and all that and I think learning an RP accent is really really helpful as an actor and To be honest, I actually started out, I was quite posh when I was younger and then I moved around a bit and my accent just went all over the place. And now I've got this South London accent that I just slip into most of the time. But I have the RP accent in me and I have found that useful for me, but that might not be relevant for you. So I know that the first thing that they teach you in drama school when it comes to voice, they spend a lot of time on phonetics. And I know that's a really useful thing if you can learn that. You can get a book on how to learn phonetics. And phonetics is basically the sounds that make up words. So obviously you have A, B, C, D, but you also have like sounds. There's different words for the sounds. I don't know too much about it. I haven't done it myself, but it's on my list of things to do. So if you're looking for a new skill, that could be a really good place to start. If I have the time and the money, I will try and find a voiceover coach, especially if it's like a really big, you know, a big important audition and, you you know, you, you want to get it right. Which you do anyway, but sometimes you're a little bit rushed. Sometimes you might be a bit familiar with the accent already or I don't know if it's a recall stage, you might want to just put that extra bit of oomph in. but I will try and find a voice coach and I've worked with two in my time one was really really expensive he, I think it was like 130 pounds plus VAT so it was about 140 pounds an hour I could only afford one hour with him I was like this is too much but he was the absolute upper end of the scale like he works on all the Star Wars films co- coaching the actors he taught The actor's elvish on Lord of the Rings. So he was the absolute most you could spend on a a voice coach. And I was really lucky to work with him. But like I said, it was just ridiculously expensive for me. Uh, But I worked with him for a bit. And then I also worked with another guy called Dewey Hughes. And he charged me, I can't remember now, but it was between 40 to £50 an hour. And he was great. And when I couldn't always go and visit him, it was really good because we could do a Skype lesson, which was a little bit cheaper as well, which was great. And so that was really helpful because also if you're working with a voice coach that they really want to be able to see you because a lot of it is in your mouth and the shape of your mouth and they can see from on the screen whether it's working for you or not and if you need to move things around. So it can be done. You don't have to see a voice coach in person, which is quite useful to know. So that's all good if you can afford it. And really to work on a single accent, it does vary because you might pick it up in a day, you might already nearly have it, or you might completely not understand it at all. So I'd say anything from one to six lessons per accent, perhaps. So it could be worth investing. And the thing is, I worked with an actor quite a while ago who was helping me we're kind of doing skills exchanges which is another thing you could do if you know someone who's particularly good at something you could just be like look i'll teach you this if you teach me that and he was really good i think he just did it for a coffee though i don't think i gave anything to him in return (laughs) but he uh he was teaching me arabic and what he pointed out was really important that, you know, I, I couldn't do accents at all at that point, And he said, you know, the first one's kind of the hardest because you get to know, especially with Arabic, I learned how to roll my tongue and the R's and... You learn about the different placements. So the more accents you do, the easier it gets. So those people that can do 20 accents is because, you know, it has got easier as time's gone on. If you're really stuck for time and you just need something quick, then there are loads and loads of online resources now. And there didn't used to be. This is a very, very new thing. And I'm so happy it's there because honestly, I have struggled in the past for. This is also for anyone that wants to do an English accent. So there's this YouTube channel and it's called English Like a Native, which, yes, you might get the impression that it's for people from outside the UK wanting to do British accents. But actually... For an actor, if you want to do a regional accent, it is brilliant. I don't know what her name is, but she's really good. So that's called English like a native, and it's this woman. She interviews a person from that place, gets them to say certain words, has a little talk with them. It's all really, really great. So I'm, I'm so glad I found this. It's the most useful thing. If you're trying to do an American accent, there is an amazing lady called Amy Walker. I was recommended to her by my friend about six, seven years ago, and she breaks down the American accent it's kind of a standard American accent. So if you're trying to do something a little bit more specific to an area, then you might want to start with this and then move on to that. But it really just gives you that American sound and gets you in there. Another resource I found quite recently, I was asked to do a Greek accent. I'm not sure I did too well, but I did find this really great website called accenthelp.com. And they have lots of courses where this guy has made like an audio audio recording class of how to do the accent. So I paid for the Greek one. I think I paid something like 20 or $30, which, you know, I just see as that's a good investment because I can keep on going back to that class. And there are tons and tons and tons of other resources online. So I think these days it's not easy because, you know, it is quite a skill and you have to work at it. And like I said, unless you're really, really talented, it could take you a while to get good at those things. But the information is there and it's really useful. So if you're doing an audition, I'd say only do an accent if you are asked to do so. I know a lot of people, I know when we were auditioning for like drama schools and things like that, people would be like, can I do an accent and want to do their best American or whatever they want to do. For things like drama school auditions or auditions with agents, or well, even maybe casting director showcases, I would try and stick with your natural accent because that's the closest thing to you and the thing that you're most likely to get cast as. Obviously, if you can do accents, that's a bonus, but definitely like the first impression, always try and do your own accent where you can unless you're asked to specifically. So like if I was doing an audition for something and they hadn't specified an accent, I wouldn't go, oh, I'm just going to do this in a Spanish accent. Just... To show off my skills. Just don't do that. Concentrate on the character and do your own accent. If, however, you have been approached for an audition and it is for a specific character, you can ask as well, by the way. If you find out a character is Indian, you're like, are they British Indian or, you know, am I, what accent? You can just message them and be like, what accent would you like this in? And sometimes they'd like to hear it in both your accent and that accent. And if you're not sure, you could do it in both. It doesn't hurt. I guess it kind of, in a way, if your accent's not that strong, you don't want to be struck off just for not being able to do the accent. So it's kind of good if you have the opportunity to do both. Otherwise, say I've just got an audition um, for an accent. I had to do a Manchester accent the other day, actually. So I get the script. I then reach out to anyone that I know from that place. So I was really lucky. I know this amazing actor, Ali Afzal, and I messaged him and I was like, I've got the script. And he had a look over and I told him what it was about. And he actually pulled out all these tiny little like nuances that were specific to this character. Like he saw this character and was like, okay, she's Muslim. She's from Manchester. I know what kind of person this is. And it was really useful because he was able to you know, give me certain words and pronunciations that I don't think I could have found just by asking an accent coach who's not from that place or, you know, an online video. So if you can find someone who's from that place, then it's really handy to ask them. You could get someone from that place to record the lines in the accent which is brilliant. I've done that a few times. But sometimes, you know, there are so many accents in this world. (laughs) I think I did an Italian accent and asked the lady to do it in Italian and then it didn't. She didn't actually sound Italian. It was really weird. So you kind of have to just use your own judgment to see if it works or not. So once I have a recording or if I can't find anyone who can record my lines like that, then I watch YouTube videos and just start to talk like that if I can I will print out the script just because I work best doing that way have a pen and just go through and like adjust the words phonetically so kind of write them as they sound for example if I was doing a Norwich accent if it says hi you're right in the script I'd know that they go are you right are you right so I would cross out hi are you all right and kind of somehow write down how you write, however you'd write that, i put a Y in there and an R or T. The same with if I was doing a Indian accent, because I think in Indian accent, P becomes B's. So i go through it and anything with a like purple would be like purple. No, that's Arabic. See, I'm confused myself. <laughs> Don't ask. I'm not an accent coach. I'm just saying how I'd approach shit. Okay, I can't remember it. P's or B's, Indian or Arabics. So maybe someone can let me know. After that, I would just practice, practice, practice. I would go back to YouTube videos and listen to them and try and stay in character as much as you can, if at all possible. And sometimes I'm confident enough to do this and sometimes I'm not. I will try and stay in that accent throughout the whole interview process as well so if I'm going to an audition I will walk into maybe not in the reception when I say my name but from the moment that I go into the audition room I will try and stay in the accent so it doesn't because we you know it it can be off-putting when you hear someone's actually from another place and then you you start questioning the accent so I try and stick to it as much as I can when I'm comfortable to do so. If I'm doing a self-tape, then I'll probably do the same. I would um, introduce myself saying that I didn't do this the other day, but again, where you're confident enough to do so, because you don't want to do something and then you just do it all wrong. So if you're confident enough to do so, which is where you want to be with an accent, you want to be in that place where you can just talk freely and pull it off. But when it comes to accents, it's it's kind of more than just how your voice sounds. You know, if you think of Italian, they use, they talk with their hands. Some cultures, when they say yes, they shake their head instead of nod. And it could be reversed to how you usually do it. There's a lot of physicality. If you can look into a bit about the culture, you know, that all really helps because you really have to get inside. OK, so what about online profiles when it comes to you know, Spotlight or anything online where you have to say what accents you do. Um, Again, that's for your own judgment. Obviously, the more accents you put, the wider your ranges, like the wider range of auditions you could be called in for. But at the same time, you have to be very careful because you don't want to say you can do something, a casting director calls you in and then you can't. So it's a really fine balance and it's really down to your own judgment on how well you can do things. So what if you haven't got an audition and you just want to pick up some accents? Well, The best way to choose an accent, you just kind of need to think about what roles you've maybe been up for already or what roles your look is suitable for. Go with what your look would put you as. But saying that, the whole world is getting so much more interesting when it comes to casting. Because the thing is, there's so many generations that have lived in different places for like, yeah, so many generations. And luckily, casting is waking up to that a lot. So I find more and more I'm getting asked to just do my own accent and people are open to people just doing their own accents. But I think, you know, it is really difficult to be amazing at 20 or 30 or 40, (laughs) however many accents. So if you can choose accents that are relevant to your look, then you know you put yourself in a really really strong position that's what we're all about basically we just want to put ourselves in the strongest position possible so that when casting opportunities come up we are there and ready to take them i was actually listening into a clubhouse conversation the other day it's this new app and um i was listening to a casting director and there was this american actor and he was asking should i learn a british accent and her advice was no don't do that because there's enough british people that can do that accent but what is useful is the regional accents from around the usa so if you're american then do the southern ones do you know high class low class whatever that means you know go to different areas do canadian there are lots of different kinds of accents but i think generally if you can stick with those areas and become really good because you will have more connection to a specific American area than you would with a British one, the same as like a British person would be better doing a Birmingham accent. And the main reason for that is just mainly because we're exposed to those accents a lot more. accent <laughs> Another very important thing that I have failed to mention when it comes to any audition or working on accents, a warm-up is a must. You know, do all the brrrr's and brrrs and all that stuff, all the sirens and all that. You can go online and everywhere. I'm pretty sure you can just find vocal warm ups. but you need to get those certain muscles worked out because otherwise you're used to using your mouth in a certain way when you talk. Like for me, my natural accent, I sometimes drop T's. I sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. T's accent, accent. So yeah, I have to do a lot of exercises and tongue twisters that focus on T's to be able to use that. And, you know, if you're doing, maybe you're you're trying to do an American accent. If I was trying to do American accent, then I also want to try and focus on my L's because sometimes I think some of my L's get dropped. (laughs) I, I can't talk, which is not very useful doing this podcast right now. You may not be an actor. You may just want to speak with a British accent or, you know, just speak clearer. So you could probably use all of these same things. I know certainly English like a native on YouTube would be perfect for you. So uh, there are lots and lots of different options. It's all about Finding out what works for you, but at the same time, you have to be proactive. And I have to kick myself sometimes be like, right, time to learn an accent. Because, yeah, it's all good when you're actually working towards something. But the in-between bits, you know, that's where you've got the time and you can really get a foundation at least so when these opportunities come up you are ready to go so that is all for today do follow us and actually no sorry this girl is going to tell you what to do thank you for listening to another episode of acting with asha for any questions please get in touch with us at www.jadeashervoicesavers.com jade is also the author of actpreneur to find out more information about actpreneur or buy yourself a copy visit www.actpreneurbook.com and don't forget to subscribe or follow. follow. Follow us at Jade Asher. Thanks again. Bye.